Where there are guys, there is ESPN. Where there is ESPN, there is Dan Lebetard. So even if you're not a sports guy or a gal, anyone who's active has been to the gym, you've probably seen ESPN on and guaranteed you've seen Dan Lebetard somewhere, somehow on screen, probably a lot. He's got a very endearing, friendly face, energetic eyes, an infectious smile. I feel like I'm talking about my grandpa right now or something, but uh, there's just something about Dan Lebetard, even just on screen, on mute, in the gym or wherever muscles are sold. And uh, Monsieur Lebetard is all over the place in sports. He's very successful with his radio show, which is also on video on ESPN and other outlets. By the way, I find names fascinating, especially how many of our last names stem from the occupations of the people who did them, such as Farmer, Smith, those sorts of things. A lot of people know that once you grow up and uh, it's pretty cool. It sounds like from the looks of it that Dan Levitard's family made baguettes or something because batard means a small loaf of bread in French, something like that. So uh, it's Dan Le Baguette. Dan Le Batard has a character called the Angel of Nuance. In a way, this show is all about nuance. So perhaps that makes me your Angel of Nuance. Dan Lebatard's Angel of Nuance, though, played by a gentleman named Guillermo in the production crew, is perhaps more fanciful. And on more than one occasion, if you check out some of the highlights of the Angel of Nuance clips on YouTube, which are linked in the ever-valuable show notes of this episode, you'll find that the host, Dan Lebatard, and others often criticize the angel of nuance for not being nuanced and just being agreeable, which is a, an interesting distinction in the workplace. Some people use nuance just to be agreeable. Others use nuance as a weapon to never actually take any action, never actually take a clear point of view, but try to look smart, use nuance to clarify things that others didn't clarify, or to criticize parts of other people's plans. I wonder where you stand in terms of how you use nuance in the workplace. And also, since this podcast is for leaders, what the nuance is in your organization. Why can't we just be satisfied saying that they're all in the top 500? It's 449 players on the opening day roster this year, Dan. A couple people came in and out, so let's just say these are the top 500 best basketball players in the world. Nuance can be organizational or individual. Let's talk about the organizational first. I'll keep it brief. An organization can address the complexities of the operating environment, as we would say in the military, or of the marketplace. Or it can be more simplistic. There are benefits to both. But a lot of time, as they say, the devil is in the details. So even though your strategy, your mission should be fairly simple, 
Your concepts should be simple and straightforward. Your marching orders to your team should be simple and straightforward. When it comes to actually detailed plans, workflows, checklists, these need to be incredibly nuanced. And in a probabilistic universe, which is what we live in, often in order to be optimal, the nuance matters a lot. And you'll have these if-then statements embedded in your workflows or checklists to the extent you don't have machine learning models running in the background as well. You'll have these steps in your workflows that account for this nuance. Furthermore, the nuanced organization will continually evolve such checklists and workflows and operations. Furthermore, as a leader, and the leaders in your organization, the way you develop people, also needs to be incredibly nuanced. The Dan Lebatard Show has another character. The Dirty Demon of Debate. And the Dirty Demon of Debate's role, these characters both have roles on the show that propel it forward. And I think keep host and guests alike honest in a way that is impactful. So in a way, while these characters are entertaining, I think they're actually ingenious here. I think as an aside, these characters are actually pretty genius because they increase the quality of the rest of the show itself, irrespective of the fact that they're pretty hilarious on their own. The Dirty Demon's role is to ensure that people are taking sides and taking pretty extreme stances. I myself am prone to having very opinionated views as maybe clear to you, dear listeners. I also have a bias for action in me that helps or forces, depending on how we want to view it, forces me to come to decisions very quickly. Some organizations spend an inordinate amount of time academically ordering things and creating reference documents that have a philosophy of the world. I once worked at a venture-funded startup that did just this. There were hours and hours of meetings and debates every single day in a pre-revenue company about things like terminology and about things like the pros and cons of Google Drive and why things needed to be organized in specific folders. Now, I'm not saying that some thought shouldn't be put into information management, but number one, hierarchically ordering the digital world is a bit passe. Think about Google versus Yahoo. Yahoo tried to structure the world and they were really successful for a while. But Google, with a search-oriented and more emergent way of organizing information, eventually overtook them and by a mile. But what's needed in those situations is a dirty demon of debate, a leader to just make a decision and put an end to the hand-wringing. Let's shift to individual nuance. Individuals use nuance in different ways, and there's a time and a place. There are perhaps contrasting different archetypes in terms of nuance will help illuminate this issue. Some people never come to a decision. They're like Buridan's ass who can't choose between food on the one hand and water on the one hand, equally spaced apart, consistently waffling between the two and dying of both thirst and hunger. As we've said numerous times on this podcast, power and impact come from speeding your decision cycle. 
Perfection is cowardice in masquerade. Meanwhile, again, some people are too nuanced in that they take this out on others. It's a weaponized form of conversation. And I'm sure everyone in this audience has been part of meetings that are excruciatingly prolonged by nuance. The time for nuance is in the interpretation of data. The time for nuance is when you're learning about customers or refining operations. Another great time for nuance is in how you design around a use case for a digital product. There are so many factors you can take into account in terms of user experience. That includes user interface and everything else when you're designing a product, digital or or otherwise, that being nuanced in your approach makes sense. So you may have seen in your organization or amongst colleagues, vendors you've worked with, the archetype of the person who's like a sports critic on a radio show who comes to conclusions quickly, is very energetic and passionate about them. There may be some data involved backing their view or logic. We don't fetishize data here on The Warrior Poet like some people do. So they may have logic or data to back their view, but inevitably it's going to be an extreme and categorical view of the world and what the most valuable thing is that should be done. And for those of you who are not of this archetype and kind of wonder, mouth agape at how people can be like this, you should know that in large part, people like myself are having fun as much as making a point. You should also realize that not everyone who makes such views believes 100% that they are right and aren't open to criticism or other views. But it's a balance. The time for the dirty demon of the debate is not in plans. There was no dirty demon of debate in the teams when planning a complex operation or perhaps any operation. We might take stands about the best tactic or the best target to go after. But when it comes to the actual functioning of the machine and execution, there's a lot of nuance both before and during an operation, just like there should be in your organization. Finally, nuance has a role in speech. It can be both powerful or not. And recognize that many people who think they're looking smart are actually looking unconfident. Power in speaking and communication often comes from abstraction and generalization. I made a reference at the beginning of the last episode to Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. His speech is incredibly powerful, but what you don't see in that speech is a lot of academic ordering of things. You don't see a lot of categorization. You don't see a lot of Venn diagrams about what is mutually exclusive and what isn't. You don't see a lot of cost-benefit calculus in his speech. And so as a leader, we're not all going to be Martin Luther King. And let's be clear, our causes generally are not as important as the civil rights movement. But a major 
role of a leader is to inspire and motivate. And you can't do that when you're constantly laying out a complex multidimensional topography of pluses and minuses. So as a leader, spend less emphasis on being nerdily right. Be right enough. Simple is powerful. Often, asking the right questions is much more important than having the right answers. So question for you. Where are you on the spectrum of nuance in how you approach things and in how you communicate to customers, to investors, to your peers, and to those who are looking to you for vision and direction? And where is your organization? Are you executing with the proper level of nuance? Are you taking into account the probabilistic landscape, the different moves and outcomes to form a strategy that captures and addresses that nuance while being ironically and incredibly simple? And as much as Buridan and the angel of nuance would like you to, just don't be an ass. of Mike Koenig. Thanks, Mike. Few things are as comforting as a powerful rotor shop. Speaking of which, if you like Warrior Poet, you might love our sister series, 100% Indivisible, a podcast about America. Warrior Poet is produced by Laddie, with special contributions by Spoonman and me,
No, 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 no. Kevin, me na dua. Spita. <laughs>